This is episode number 77 with John Lee Dumas. Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. John Lee Dumas is the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, an award-winning podcast where he interviews inspiring entrepreneurs. With over 2,000 episodes, 1.3 million listens every single month, and seven figures of annual revenue, JLD is just getting started. After doing everything the right way, graduating college, being an officer in the army for eight years, working in corporate finance, working with John Hancock, and even doing commercial real estate, John Lee Dumas felt like he was stuck on a hamster wheel going nowhere and feeling miserable. He wanted to do work that he was inspired by and work that inspired others. He had his aha moment while stuck in traffic in his car on the way to work when he ran out of podcasts to listen to because nobody was doing a a seven-day-a-week show. JLD said, why not me? And he decided to start Entrepreneurs on Fire, where he's interviewed Tony Robbins, Guy Kawasaki, Seth Godin, and Tim Ferriss. And as they say, the rest is history. He proceeded to ingrain himself as one of the best podcasters to ever do it. Here is John Lee Dumas. He's going to ignite you and set you on fire. All right, JLD, we have one of the most legendary podcasters of all time, in the house, JLD, welcome to Growth Mindset University. Growth Mindset University, are you prepared to ignite? JLD's in the house. <laughs> I'm ready, man. So I got to ask you, you know, you just told me, you know, off the air, sun is shining in Puerto Rico. Why do you live in Puerto Rico, my man? Because I like to keep the money that I make. And that's a weird concept for a lot of entrepreneurs, I'm going to tell you right now. It's just not the reality. But when I was in California, living in San Diego, loved it. Amazing people, amazing location, amazing weather, but horrendous taxes, 51%. Puerto Rico, American territory, you can move there tomorrow and start paying a flat 4% tax rate. No federal, no state just go to eofire.com slash Y-W-H-Y-P-R, and you can learn all the details about this amazing opportunity for all entrepreneurs. So if you're out there making over $200,000 a year, I personally think you're absolutely insane not to at least consider moving to a place like Puerto Rico and the beautiful Caribbean and getting to keep $100,000 more a year of that money. 
<clears throat> you totally got me thinking, man. Like, you know, it's always been the dream to move out to Cali. And it's like, it's just so, it just seems so financially irresponsible, you know? It's only getting worse, too. It is only getting worse. Um, they've done some things in the past, like, six to 12 months that have even made it worse to make a lot of money in California. Again, love California. San Diego is an amazing place. But if you're actually going to make money in your lifetime, Puerto Rico is a place you have to consider. You're only going to be here six months of the year. Go go out somewhere else for the other six months. You're fine. Have, have a blast. But, man, Puerto Rico is a beautiful island. We love it down here. Been here for three years now. Definitely not leaving. <laughs> totally, man. So, you know, we're talking, we're talking finances, keeping the money in your pocket. You've got your monthly income at the top right-hand corner all there for everyone to see all the time. Why do you have that there? So for the last 65 months, so over five years now, we've been publishing our monthly income reports, which for me has been something that I was committed to doing from the day I launched my podcast slash my business. Because a year prior to launching back in 2011, I was kind of searching on the internet, like saying, hey, can you actually make money online being a good guy, being a good girl, being somebody who actually is doing valuable things in this world that's not being slimy or a sleazeball. And I happened across Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income and he was publishing his income reports. And I was like, here's a cool dude who's making good money online, adding great value to the world. And he's showing the world how he's doing it. If I ever make money online, I'm going to do the exact same thing. So fast forward about two years, I had launched my podcast. It was making over six figures per month. And I was saying, it's time to detail out how I'm making this money. Let's do this. Totally, man. It makes a lot of sense. So you've got this podcast, incredibly popular, always one of the top business podcasts in the world. And you've got millions of listeners. In 2012, why did you start? that podcast, what was the thought that came to you or what was it? The thought is a thought that I think every entrepreneur should be continuously thinking about if you don't have your big idea currently. And that thought is, what is something that's missing in this world that should exist that I want to create? That last part of the sentence is key. What's something in the world, number one, that doesn't exist, number two, that I want to create, number three. There's a lot of one and twos out there. There's something that doesn't exist in the world you know, that you think should, um, doesn't mean that you should create it because you might be miserable creating and, and doing that thing. But if you can say yes to all three of those things, then you have something that you can really go forward with. And I could say yes to number one and number two, and that's when I went to number three back in 2012 and said, could I create a daily podcast? Because that's what I saw that, that needed to be in the world a daily podcast interviewing successful entrepreneurs. Did I want to create that? And the answer was, yeah, I really did. So because I could check all three of those boxes, I went forward and I launched my podcast back in September of 2012. I was not good at podcasting. I was never in broadcasting or communication school growing up. I really did not know what I was doing, but I put in the reps just like Kobe Bryant, just like Tiger Woods, just like every great sports athlete you'll ever hear of, just like they put in the reps, I put in the reps every single day. I was doing a show and over my first few hundred, I got a little bit better, a couple thousand now, you know, I put in the reps, my 10,000 hours and I continue to do so on a daily, weekly and monthly basis. So that's the process that I went through to launch my idea 
And so that's the process I recommend other people going through when they're trying to evaluate what should be their idea. Totally. So, you know, you're saying in in the beginning, you sucked at it. I sucked at it as well. And, you know, I, I, I cringe at my old episodes, you know, and now we're making moves. But you had, you know, I, if I did my research correctly, in the first 90 days, you interviewed Tony Robbins and Barbara Corcoran, among uh, several other really high profile individuals. We're, we're talking how to get in touch with hard to reach people. What is your method of outreach? Or what was it like in the beginning when maybe you didn't have those those cracks? Like you know, you didn't get those big ones yet, and so it was harder to it was harder to bust through the wall. Good question. I will say, back in 2012, it was a different landscape. Not everybody and their mother didn't have a, a podcast, did not have a show that they were had created. So things were better and worse back then. They were worse because not that many people listened to podcasts. Now, today, everybody listens to podcasts that has any kind of a growth achiever mindset. But back then, nobody had a podcast. Nobody hosted a podcast. Today, everybody hosts a podcast. So my point of this all is when I reached out to Barbara and Tony and Gary and Tim and all those great entrepreneurs back in the day, I was very strategic and I waited until they were in promotion mode, meaning they had just launched a book or a course or whatever that might be. And I said, listen, I have a show with an audience of entrepreneurs and I would love for you to be able to talk about your book, your course, your project on my show to my audience. It's going to take you 25 minutes. It's going to be Skype only so you can be in your bathrobe. You don't even have to you know, put makeup on or even wash your hair. You can just come and hang out and let's do this. And again, because they weren't getting bombarded left and right um, by a ton of shows and plus of the opportunity to speak to an audience of entrepreneurs without having to leave their house, um, it just made sense. And then once I was able to kind of get those first few big names to say yes, then it just became the snowball effect. So that was the process. And listen, a very similar type process can be uh, utilized and implemented today. You've just got to be more patient. And if I would be honest with you, I would say you need to be, you need to be more niche, meaning you really need to have a very specific show on a specific topic, not just a show interviewing successful entrepreneurs, which was and is my show to this day. So what you're saying is that if you started this same show today, it probably wouldn't work, keyword being probably? So I wouldn't say it wouldn't work because I'd still think that it could be successful to a degree, but to a much, much smaller degree than what it was when I launched back in 2012. You know, the first mover's advantage is real. Um, I was a first mover advantage of a business podcast interviewing entrepreneurs daily, and I have gotten exponential success um, as a result of that, uh, being that person that was the first mover advantage. Um, today, you can still have incredible success as a podcast. Just be niche. Be focused on one specific area and own that topic. Dominate that. And you'll see me later in 2019 coming out with a new podcast in the health space that's following that specifically. I'm only going to be talking about one small niche in the health space, but it's going to be the best podcast in, on that topic, on that niche, day one, because guess what? It's the only one on that topic, specifically and only. I'm excited to see that. We're going to watch uh, JLD practice what he preaches and see if we can start from the ground up, man. That's awesome. So I got to ask you, you know, you've got this, this interesting and incredible on-air voice. 
And I, I got to ask you, have you studied elocution and public speaking? And like, were you, did you always have this on air voice? Cause I, I mean, that's what I hear. That's the mode I hear you in all the time. <laughs> well, thank you for those kind of words. I do appreciate that. And the answer is absolutely not. I really did, did not study any kind of speech or elocution or diction or cadence or any of those things. And I don't think it's a bad idea to do any of those things. I think always trying to educate yourself and better yourself is always the way to go. For me, I did the other thing, <clears throat> which was I just put in the reps. I kept working. I mean, you mentioned how you cringe at your earlier episodes. I do the same thing and I don't have the same diction and cadence and the elocution that I do have now when I'm speaking on your podcast, my podcast, wherever it might be, because I've put in the reps. It's all about putting in the reps. Like it blows my mind because so many people say, wow, you know, I'm just not good at X. And I'm like, well, how many times have you done X? Oh, like three or four times. Well, obviously you're not good at doing X because you've never really done it. Come back to me when you've done it 3,000 or 4,000 times, and if you're still bad at it, then yeah, you suck, move on to the next thing. But likely by three or 4,000 reps, you're gonna be good, so put in the reps. Yeah, so you've put in about 2,000 reps of your podcast, and I imagine you know, we're, we're getting this theme here of putting in the reps. How did you become a better listener instead of just focusing on what to say next in an interview. I assume, I mean, because that's something I did in the beginning, something I still do from time to time. Did you do that? How did you get over that? How did you become a better listener? I definitely did that. And the way I became a better listener over time was to become curious. Now, it's easy to say you're going to become curious, but it's hard to actually be curious. Because when you're curious, you're listening to the words that the person saying, and you're saying to yourself, what questions do I have? on those words, on those comments, on those statements, on those facts, on those opinions. And what would my listeners likely be having as far as questions for those same things as well? And you put yourself in that mindset of just being curious and then you just let the conversation unfold. And that's the process where on episode 2000, which was coming up on a year ago now, I said, you know what, I'm switching things around and I'm just going to start creating an audio masterclass where I'm going to let somebody who's an expert on their topic come on, share with the world what they're an expert in. And I, who am not an expert in that topic, am just going to be curious and let's see where the conversation goes. And it's really been a blast. Love it, man. Love it. So I know we're, we're approaching the end here. Now, you're all about entrepreneurs. Your show is called Entrepreneurs on Fire. Now, what are some bad recommendations, some of the worst advice that you hear for entrepreneurs in now 2019? And instead, what should they focus on? I see a lot of people saying, look at this person, what they're doing. Just go do what they're doing and mimic them and copy them. Now, to be clear, I think that's bad advice. What I think is good advice is, we do all learn from those who have come before us. We do stand upon the shoulders of giants, but you really need to go through that process of what is missing in this world? Do I want to create the solution for that thing? And if the answer is yes and yes, then you can find something that's really missing in this world, a void that exists. You can go in and enter and fill that void 
and you can continue to create value in that area. Again, I launched in 2012, I filled the void that I saw exist of the fact that there wasn't a daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. I filled that void and I immediately became the best podcast that was interviewing entrepreneurs daily. I was also the worst. I was also the only. So because of that, I filled a void that didn't that didn't um, that currently wasn't being filled, and I was able to succeed as a result. So instead of just seeing somebody that's succeeding doing X and trying to go do X, go through that little equation first. Don't try to copy. Don't try to mimic. Do it yourself. Be authentic. Be genuine. You know, be who you are. Your personality and take lessons from other people around you and apply that to what you're doing. But at the core, are you filling a void that doesn't currently exist? And is it something that you want to continue doing going forward? If the answer is yes and yes, keep doing it. Awesome. So, John, people can find you at eofire.com, your podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're very easy to find on Instagram and Twitter as well, John Lee Dumas. Now, this podcast is about learning the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't. If you could teach a course at a university, a course of your creation, or otherwise, what would it be, John? It would be finding your big idea. I think if we can have one single big idea, then we can take over the world. And that's why I actually created a completely free course, yourbigidea.io. Your listeners can go take it right now. It's completely free. And in less than an hour, they'll have their big idea. John Lee Dumas. Thank you, brother. Peace. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five-star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad, open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show Growth Mindset University, or just search my name, Jordan Paris, tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom, and then just hit that fifth star, and that helps us tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine. It means the absolute world to me when people do this. I would be eternally grateful if you do that. We're pushing 100 ratings right now, and it's really making a difference for this show. And of course, if you've not already subscribed to the show, just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode. I know you're not going to want to miss it. And you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot, send it to them. Take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life, and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book, but you're also getting this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn and grow to give.